0: Today on episode 198 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, what do you do if you get an email that has a link to click on, but you don't know where that link will take you? Well, today we have a case study of why you need to verify a link before you click on it and how to do that. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I think it's pretty cool to not click a link and get a virus. Or click a link and get suckered into a scam or some other terrible thing. Lots of people have problems like that just because they clicked on something they shouldn't have. So we want to make sure you are not one of those people. But if you already have a problem with your computer, I'm your guy. Let me handle it for you. I work on computers for clients all over the U.S. Because it doesn't matter where you are. Most repairs these days can be done remotely. So just give me a call at 727-254-9078. Or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. Today's computer tip can be seen on my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 198. So let's get started. As you may have already discovered if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, a lot of the ideas I have for topics... Have really just come out of my day to day work. Uh, you know, the work I do in dealing with my clients and the things that happen with their computers. Seems like there's always something new going on. Well, I had one this past week that was interesting, so I wanted to take you through the story of what happened and how it played out. And there's also a pretty cool little computer tip buried in this story, which I'll point that out when we get to that part. This started when my friend Marge got an email that supposedly came from PayPal customer support. Now, Marge has been a client of mine for a real long time, and she's been getting my Monday morning email newsletter for lots of years. So she's pretty well versed on how to handle these things, and she was immediately suspicious of it. So she just forwarded it on to me just to verify that it's not something she needed to do anything about. One of the big reasons she was suspicious of this email talking about her PayPal account was the fact that she doesn't have a PayPal account. So that's a pretty big tip-off right there. But it might not be quite as obvious as that, since identity theft is so common now, and someone could maybe have created a PayPal account under her name. So it made sense to check it out. So she sent me this email, and there were a couple of red flags that jumped out to me right away. First of all, the FROM address. Now, the display name on the from address just said customer service, but the actual email address was najajal at viacopolina.com.br. Obviously, this was not a PayPal customer service email address. Most scammers will at least spoof the from email so that it says, like, customer service at paypal.com. But apparently this guy was just too lazy to be bothered with that. And the second thing I noticed was in the content of the email message itself. It gave the standard scammer message about your account was logged into by someone else and we need to verify your account to make sure it's secure, blah, 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 like almost all of them say. Then at the end, there was a big click here link. And that's where Marge was supposed to click to take her to her PayPal website so she could log into her account, which, again, doesn't actually exist. When you see something like that, where it just says to click here or some similar message, that's called a blind link. Don't click on a blind link. When you click on a link like that, you have no idea where it's going to take you. And you're basically just saying, okay, I don't know who sent me this message, but I'm going to just click on this link and trust them that it's not going to be bad for my computer. In most cases, it will be bad for your computer. That's why this is another red flag. PayPal would never ask you to click on a link like that. So then the problem is, how do you find out where that link will take you? Well, the worst way to find out is just click on it and see what happens, so don't do that. But there is a way to find out. When you're looking at that email that has the link, do a right-click on the link, and in the little menu that shows up, click on Copy Hyperlink or Copy Link Address or something similar to that. The actual text really depends on which email program you're using and what version, But it will be similar to that, and what you're doing is just a copy-paste procedure. So the first step is what you just did. You're copying not the words click here, but you're copying the actual website address where that link leads to. And if you're worried that you're not going to remember these steps, there's no need to worry. I have all of this process listed step-by-step at my website, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash 198. So you can follow along there, and there are screenshots and everything. So what you do next is you open up a plain text editor on your computer. The easiest one on a Windows computer is called Notepad. You can just click and search the computer for the word Notepad, one word, or you can click all programs and then the accessories folder, and you'll see Notepad listed in there. Just click on it to open it. And when it's open, just click edit and then paste. And what you'll see is the website address where that link wanted to take you. Then you can decide if you want to go to that website or not. And in this case, if it says anything other than PayPal.com, we know it's not a website you want to visit. Now here's where this case study adds an extra little wrinkle. The website that was revealed when we pasted it into Notepad was a Bitly website, B-I-T-L-Y. If you're not familiar with Bitly, it's what's called a link shortening service. You can see it at bit.ly. What it does is, if you want to send a website link to someone, but it's one of those addresses that has like a thousand characters in it, so it's a mile long, and when you paste it into an email, it comes out like four rows of characters, if you have one like that, you can instead go to bit.ly and paste it in there, and Bitly will create a new website address like bit.ly slash d 4 r 36 And when someone goes to that shorter address, it automatically redirects them to your original mile-long address. It's actually completely legitimate. It's a very useful service. But it's also used in cases like this where, obviously, the scammer doesn't want us to really know what website they're going to redirect us to. But this is where a little bit of inside knowledge is a big help. And this is the computer tip I mentioned earlier that's included in this case study, something a lot of people aren't aware of. So here it is. Instead of just going to the Bitly address directly, what you want to do is open a web browser like Chrome or Firefox and type in that Bitly address and then add a plus sign to the end of it, and then hit enter. When you put a plus sign on the end of any shortened Bitly address, what Bitly does is it gives you a preview of where that shortened address will lead you. It's a safety feature that they've built in, so you don't have to just click a Bitly link and hope it's safe. Just add that plus sign and find out where it goes before you actually have to go there. So that's what I did. When I did that, Bitly showed me that the website I would eventually be redirected to was silentroom.cf. Hmm, never heard of that one before. But I'd be willing to bet that it's not a PayPal website. Of course, by this point, or even before this, we knew this was a scam, so it was no surprise that the end website destination was not actually PayPal. I was a bit intrigued by that website address, though, since it ended in CF. I wasn't familiar with that designation before, so I looked it up, and it turns out that the website is based in the Central African Republic. What? A scam that originated in Africa? Yeah, that's pretty common. There are probably more scams coming out of Nigeria than any country in the world. It would have been interesting, though, to see the actual physical space where that scam email originated could have come from a large organization that sends out, you know, like thousands of those emails every day, in which case they're probably making a lot of money from this little enterprise. Or it could be just some lonely guy sitting in an internet cafe, just sending them out one by one, hoping to get lucky and uh, find someone that'll click on that blind link in his crappy little email. So I decided not to visit that website link because it was very clear that the sender of that email was working with malicious intent. Could have been an infected website that tries to infect my computer or any number of other things that could turn out badly. Of course, I have a good strong antivirus, and all of my data is backed up four different ways every day. But honestly, I didn't really care enough to venture into unknown territory since there was just no advantage to it. And I'm glad my friend Marge was able to spot it right off the bat so she didn't get suckered in either. So have you ever gotten an email scam and clicked on a link that you shouldn't have? How did it turn out? I'd love to hear about it. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions for future podcast topics, send them over. You can email me directly at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468, and you can always leave a message anytime, day or night. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.